hi, everybody. I'm Sam Richardson, and welcome back to Monster of the Week. We are doing more of it. We, we got the old crew back together. Speaking of which, crew, do you want to uh, reintroduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Jonas. Uh, pronouns they, them, or she, her. Uh, I, I played Henrietta and Jamie in the original uh, series. Spoilers, uh, I suppose, for the last couple arcs. And um, I'm on Twitter at Jonas Newhouse. I probably probably still am. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to play this game. Hi, I'm William, uh, they, them. And I previously played Keeley. And now we're doing something different. So it's I'm uh, it's gonna be a good time at K William White everywhere. I'm Sammy. Uh, and I use uh, she, her, or they, them pronouns. And I used to play Maggie on the last season. Um, you can find me at Mossy Pixel. I do have to say I did the worst job of that intro because I did not give my pronouns or my social media. Um, I use he, him pronouns. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Laggardson, L-A-G-G-A-R-D-S-O-N. Uh, you can tell I am quite nervous for this recording because we are dipping back into the world of pest control, which um, I have a lot of like fondness for. I'm really, really proud of how that series turned out and how that campaign turned out and the uh, like amazing work that y'all did to make it the story that it was. Uh, and d dipping our toes back into it feels a little scary, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I, I want to do it justice. I want to tell a story that is of equal caliber in a different way. Um, scare, scared and excited is, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because like, there's so often with film and television or stuff like that. People are like, Oh, can you just like let the franchise die or something? It's uh -huh. like, Oh, why are you returning <laughs> to this 10 years later or whatever? Uh, and for those things, like so often it does kind of feel like it might be a money grab or something like that. But with like tabletop right. role playing, it's, Partly, like, we want to see each other again. We want to hang yeah, out. Like, yeah. there's been a whole-ass pandemic, like, started oh boy. since the last time we've done this stuff. And as a little bit of a preface, if you are finding this podcast uh, separate from the original storyline of Pest Control, that is on Q Times' YouTube channel. So Q-U-E-U-E-T-I-M-E-S. They are a tabletop production company who does a lot of really cool stuff. They did the original first season of this. They they hosted us. And if you wanted to, before you get... Like, you can listen to this episode because we're not going to be, like, spoiling a ton of stuff, maybe. Well, you know what? Well yes, we probably will. <laughs> I would suggest going back. And if you if you are someone who cares about spoilers and is worried, I, I would absolutely go back and listen to all of those episodes first. It's only 15 episodes. They did run like a little long because it was a tabletop show. So they were about like two, two and a half hours every time we sat down to do them. But uh, you can check those all out on the Q Times main YouTube channel. And again, that's Q-U-E-U-E-T-I-M-E-S. All one word, Q Times. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you, William. I, I totally would have forgotten to say that at the top. So I, I appreciate that. So we are going to be taking a little bit of a diversion here from our normal format, which is playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. Uh, we are instead going to be playing a game called The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. 
this is a game that rules. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just start there. I was uh, first. The crowd itself. It's a game that rules. It's a game that rules. I was first exposed to it on the Friends at the Table. You should go check them out. They're another actual play show that does a lot of like very very cool stuff. They have have, have a very heavy emphasis on making tabletop content that is inclusive and covers inclusive themes. It's stuff that I have found really engaging and like fun over the last couple of months. So if you if you like this game, that is another place you can go check it out and you, maybe you can listen to more of their stuff. So let me explain a little bit about what this game is. We are using the ground itself as essentially a world building game to help set up the setting for our next season. However, the game itself, as it says in its opening paragraph, is about places over time. Think about places that have been important to you. Your childhood fort under the rosebush, your first apartment, the one with the view, the town where your grandmother spent her last few years. Or think about places that have been or will be important to others. A city-state in revolt, an ant colony, a generation ship 400 centuries into its voyage towards another star. Although there may be times during the game when we are compelled to widen or narrow our focus, this is not possible for us. The story we are building is about this place, this field, this star, this city, this tree, this crossroads. No matter how we feel about our characters, if they leave our frame, we may not follow them. Our camera is anchored to our place and may not pivot or stray. Remember that places have memory that what happened here is always, in some small or big way, written into the walls, the stones, or the future of the people who continue to live here. Fundamentally, this is a game about the echoes and traces we leave for others after we are gone. This is a game for two to five players. It uses a deck of cards, a six-sided die, a coin, a piece of paper, and a writing implement, which we will be using a podcast instead. Uh, and a, a few hours to play. So we are going to start by drawing some cards. I have already laid out some cards in front of us here, the face cards. So let's go ahead and each draw three face cards. The cards are separated in two groups. Faces, which includes the king and queen, and the number cards, which feature every other card, including the ace. Jokers are removed. So normally for this game, you would roll a six-sided dice to determine the length of time. This game is played in four cycles, and each cycle is separated by a gap in time. One player rolls the six-sided dice and records the result. This die will determine the unit of time that this gap is measured in, and this metric stays for the remainder of the game. We are going to be adjusting that. We're kind of playing this almost in reverse. We know where the end is. Uh, and we are going to be playing to that end. We're going to have these four things, which are years, weeks, we're going to do months, and then we're also going to do days. And those will count down. So we'll start with years, then months, then weeks, then days, as each of these four cycles continues. This unit of time will affect the way the story is told. If you roll days, your action be should be quick-paced. 
happening in the now that may see a few hours pass. If you roll centuries or millennia, you're now maybe years or even decades. So something to keep in mind with what we're rolling here since we have that sort of predetermined. We have removed the options for decades, centuries, and millennia from our game because those are not really conducive to the game we are playing. If we moved millennia ahead of where we ended in pest control, we might be, I don't know where we would be actually. I was thinking about how it could be interesting starting like a millennia earlier and just yeah. being like, what, what happened? But that's, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're focusing differently. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm also, I'm fascinated to know what a millennia before this and a millennia after would look like, but mm -hmm. I don't Season really three. think that yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's all sci-fi. Hey, listen, there's some sci-fi games I've been wanting to play, so. Mm -hmm. We will begin by playing in the period of time we established during setup. We are gonna be moving around later. So, we are starting with uh, years. That is our, our largest unit of time. I should mention that we have already decided on our place, but we should talk about it a little bit because no one who's listening to this knows that we've had those conversations <laughs> right. already. That's right. When we first had a meeting, actually, William uh, called us all together, call, you know, call the Avengers or whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> summon the Avengers. I don't summon know. Summon the pest yes. control. Summon the pest control. Yeah, exactly. I told them I had been sitting on an idea for a second season for a while and that that second season would take place in what is called an edge city. I've since learned edge cities are a little bit more, they're not quite what I was going for with my original intention here, but they're close enough that I think we should be able to work under that name. Essentially, the, the place that we are going to be playing in is a town or a, a sort of smaller, you know, city of some kind that was swallowed by a much, much larger city. So think as expansion happened over the course of this city existing, more and more the kind of like rolling hills surrounding it or the farm fields or the mountains or the whatever that separated our, you know, little place from this larger city were just slowly, slowly eroded away until our town or city became part of that larger city. This has obviously influenced three out of the four of us. And, and when we were playing pest control, four out of the four of us lived in Los Angeles, which mm -hmm. has a lot of that feeling uh, of just being like, wow, it feels like this all used to be different. And now it's all one thing. Mm -hmm. And also because a sort of larger thing encroaching on the lives of a pre-established community is sort of a theme that I want to explore more deeply in this season. Do any of you have any like thoughts just about tone of the city, you know, visual touchstones? Jonas and I have been have been chatting a little bit back and forth about potential music for it. I, I was talking about Clipping's album, There Existed an Addiction to Blood which yeah. is a, a just amazing 2019 album by Clipping that is like super fucked up. <laughs> uh, it is, it is uh, you know, vaguely supernatural and has a lot of like, I, I don't know, I, I'm not the right person to be picking musical genres here, but what I imagine is like noise punk, noise, noise core, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, the whole last song is just they lit a piano on fire and they just let the piano burn for 15 minutes and they recorded that. And that's the final song in the album, which I think 
fucking rules. <laughs> Pretty cool. I didn't um, know that actually. <laughs> yeah. There's some other like references in there that, that I kind of think I will be drawing on this season, but a couple of things just to think about, like one image I've had burned in my head since I started thinking about this season is like just kind of a vaguely run down bus pulling up to a bus stop and seeing just like scratch marks along the side of it and having everyone just be like, oh, well, I got to catch the bus this morning. You know what I mean? Like no one is really being like, oh, my God, there's scratch marks on the bus. It's just like, oh, yeah, these are people living their lives. And also there's stuff going on around mm. them. I saw this very cool piece of art. It's basically like someone stopped at a stoplight or a crosswalk and these two children kind of like walking in front of the car, like in the headlights at night. And one of them, it just has this like kind of ghostly, you know, apparition looking, you know, floating off the ground a little bit look. And it's just looking directly at us through the piece of art. It, it, just stuff like that, oranges and yellows and browns uh, with like a little bit of purple and red in there, kind of fall colors vaguely. Slightly more industrial, I think, than we saw last season. A little bit more like people living lives rather than this kind of like madcap road trip movie where everyone is is kind of on their way to this big thing. Yeah. And does anyone else have, have just like th- thoughts going into this? Yeah, I have like a, a modern noir sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of like you know ra- rainy nights, skyscrapers, like with like neon signs being the only actual like dim lighting that you see, like that kind of thing. Where you look across a city's roadway and the the puddles on the ground, you see the reflections of the of like just a distraught kind of torn down downtown. Totally. Jamie has to make an appearance (laughs) (laughs) at that point. I'm hearing this. I'm like, (laughs) I also, so I, I have this like very specific couple ideas of like things that I think worldly, this is like getting really specific, but like big billboards like colorful bright yellow billboards that have like a monster in a suit and it says like have you have you been in a monster accident you like <laughs> will help you win your case or something like that kind of thing totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think that the those moments of like I, we've talked about having like a somewhat normalized like monster society like there there are just like people who are in the book as monstrous or whatever that are like that's part of the city life right and i think that's something that i i don't know if i can really think of many like examples of things that i would pull from for that because i don't know too many stories that have done that in the way that i'm yeah interested in seeing us do but i feel like not because i think when when i hear you say that jonas my mind immediately goes mm-hmm. to like monsters inc mm-hmm. and i don't feel right. like that like that's not where we're leaning we're not leaning on like right like oh kind of you know vaguely comedic like oh it's, it's okay. a bunch of monsters kind of in a, in with a, the fairy tale creatures like yeah not <laughs> yes yes i don't know not yet. yes not the same tone <laughs> there's maybe not something yes. there Not yes but not no for sure um like shrek industrial shrek Mm. Industrial industrial egg. horror Shrek. I think okay. that's like my new aesthetic. <laughs> I think that's my new character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, um, I yeah. think the, as far as the commercial I was thinking of, it's like, were you on a cruise ship in 2019? You might be entitled to financial compensation, mm-hmm. like that kind uh, of totally. thing. Totally. Like, Totally. Yeah. Were, were you a victim of the speaker and uh, Mrs.? Well, don't worry. We're here with the class action lawsuit at Johnson, Johnson and Carlson. Well, I see it as like very um, it is like comedic, the, these kinds of things, but it's not like Monsters, Inc. comedic. It's like it's kind of like uh uh, there's like plenty of media that does this where there like is something I'm grasping for. Yeah. Yeah. Where, a, where it's, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's like repo, the genetic opera mm. where there's like, I've not seen, I know. That's why I hate to say it. Like I, <laughs> I, I hate to bring you, it up, I, I, I see what you're but that's sort of a vibe where there are comedic elements of like, they, there's kind of gags, but because of how cruel and like, sort of like dilapidated the world is it, that it like enforces how soul sucking the gags are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like you see totally. a billboard where it's like, I'm a monster lawyer and you're just like, ha, huh, that's funny. But like, then we have like some scenes of people getting really fucked up in a fight. And then you're like, Oh no, oh, that's, Oh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like in the Joker when they were singing, like bring in the clowns, mm-hmm. you know, in the <laughs> Joker, yeah, in the Joker. Yeah, this is Joker season. Yes. This is Monster of the Week Jokers. We're all playing Jokers, different Jokers. Interesting. I'm I'm um, playing industrial <laughs> Sammy's Joker like, I want Shrek. out. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> For some reason, I'm getting like Cool World vibes. I have also not seen Cool, cool World. Cool World. As far as like, as like visuals, that's what I'm getting. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. I, I will have to look up Cool World. I think I was supposed to watch that in an animation class I took in college and didn't. Yeah. I keep thinking about Who Framed Roger yes. Rabbit. I think that's the thing I was mm-hmm. grasping at. Yeah. Like, yes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, not, not a one-to-one, but that's what I was kind of Like an R-rated Who Framed Roger Cool Rabbit. World. The other thing I wanted to say is like, yeah, I mean, I think... I totally think there are, like William was saying, the kind of comedic moments of like, oh yeah, it's a monster in a suit and like what it's a werewolf in a in a suit now and they're your lawyer or whatever. But also <laughs> something we set up at the end of pest control is like there's monster hunting supplies like in every Walmart. Yeah. Right. So there is this kind of dichotomy of like, oh yeah, are monsters part of us? Or also, mm-hmm. maybe are they to be hunted? Um, which is a, a like genuine tension that I, I think is worth ta- yeah. you know, exploring during the course of this game. When you said monster in a suit, I was picturing Scooby-Doo style. It's like a, a monster dressed up as a regular human being. And you take off the suit and it's like a werewolf underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of monsters. It's a bunch of monsters pretending to be capitalist billionaires. Mm-hmm. Or not capital. What am I trying to say? They're all billionaires are capitalists. Capitalist <laughs> monsters. Well, I'm, <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. Uh, that but, was, um, um, actually Mark Cuban is a humanist. So oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm getting eyes. Yeah, yeah, he believes in spending human. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, the thing I wanted to say just about the setting, and I know we're getting we're getting kind of like into the uh, arc discussion and i know we should probably yeah. reel it back into the setting discussion yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. i know but uh just to move forward with um arc discussion just to, for a moment i know that i am like and we have talked about this off podcast but i just want to have mm-hmm. it here i have no desire to approach 
like a race realism sort of yeah. like yeah. oh like monsters are the new like marginalized people like i i don't really want to approach that so much i think we can have characters in the world where that is like a belief that they have i understand that and i'm okay with like approaching that as a you know a rarity a scarcity of people who feel that way but um Um, yeah i'm not interested in making that like the story i think um i think for my approach for this season and the thing that i'm more interested in as far as the way that I feel like the world might exist is people are more pissed off at like government entities yeah, like misses mm-hmm. or whatever for keeping these realities from them and aren't necessarily like, I'm not pissed off at my neighbor who's a werewolf. I'm pissed off that like my neighbor who's a werewolf felt like they had to hide that they were a werewolf because like, there, there was no information about this and like totally. so it was scary and like the government and these people like these corporations and entities who did know about this were in one way keeping it from us and in two ways like trying to almost use that to utilize that to basically end the world you know right okay. yes and yeah. That's, I, yeah i mean no so i i think that's a great point like i think this could very easily stumble into like oh myriads are black people and like that is not a direction that i think Uh any of us are interested in going at all not least because none of us are black so yeah we we, that's that's not the direction we want to go i agree william i think like in my head there are people in this world who have those beliefs those are not necessarily the the like things we will be focusing on during this season. This is not going to be a story about like humans versus myriads or whatever. This is going to be a story about like a community uh, Mm -hmm. that is reckoning with changes, both from uh, outside and inside. I think uh, that was so well put, Sam, that we should move on. (laughs) Great. Play the game. Okay, let's play the game. Establishing our place. Each player is dealt cards from the face card stack in the circle until no cards are left. We've done that. Then, going in the same circle, each player sets down one card at a time and answers the question associated with that card detailed below. They may read the questions first or pick between their cards at random. Keep going until the world feels established or until each player is out of cards, whichever happens first. Try to keep this discussion under 25 minutes. We are already 34 minutes in. Uh, Keep your answers to each question very short. You may wish to make brief notes, jog your memory later. We are recording this. I'm going to go ahead and go first just to kind of illustrate what we're doing. And then I think we should do the same order we introduced ourselves in. Great. Uh, I knew I was doing something. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When I spoke up. I've already started winning. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I game. So I'm going to play the Jack of Hearts. The Jack of Hearts says, who lives here? What is an average person like in this place? What do they look like? What do they wear? Or describe the flora and fauna. What is the landscape like? What animals and plants call it home? I'm going to stick with the first one. I think the people here are just like very average city dwelling folk. I think there is a lot of people who commute into the city for work. There is a lot of people living in apartment buildings and a few scattered houses that, you know, maybe could use some work. There's a lot of people here who have a sense of individuality, 
who have a sense of style. A lot of people here like with a style that is wholly separate from what you might see in other parts of the city. But they are all like, I don't think anyone living here is exceptionally wealthy. I think most of the people living here are making anywhere from like 20 to $60,000 a year and like are, you know, a little bit worried about bills, a little bit worried about, you know, their kids going to school and like a little bit worried about that new weird neighborhood that's getting built uh, to their south and about how it feels like things are like the city is infringing. What do they look like? I think it is a great mix. Lots of people of all different ethnicities and nationalities. I, I'm trying to keep this as focused as I can on the people. So I leave, I'll leave more of that to other questions. But yeah, I think I think a broad mix of lower to middle class people. Jonas. Alrighty. I'm going to pick one of my three cards and it's going to end up being the Queen of Spades. The Queen of Spades. <laughs> what was the greatest tragedy in this place's past? How is it remembered? Oh, we're, so, we're, so we're really going to tragedy this mm-hmm. early. I didn't know what I was doing when I spoke up earlier. Yep. Um, so I also have an interesting choice here because I can make the greatest tragedy... I could make the greatest tragedy pretty non-tragic. Maybe this is maybe this city's had it pretty good, but that doesn't feel like the right note to start off a horror story. <laughs> um, Come on, Jonas, dig deep. Oh God, dig deep. Okay. Uh, well, they dug too deep. This was uh, back some at least years, probably decades, hundreds of years ago, perhaps. There was something, something valuable under the ground. Maybe something we'll develop later, some kind of resource that this town had. And they were digging down, digging down, digging down. And they hit something that led to a chain explosion uh, that Ooh. set off this entire like mining area of the town. Um, and I think as far as how it's remembered, I think it is like memorialized. So there's this like former mining or construction or something that makes sense with whatever else we develop yeah. area that like was very very uh like important to the town and to the economy and was gonna like be huge and then just literally blew up in their face um it, is there like a park there like what is is there a, yeah, still think, a divot um, in the ground like what what is here? i like the idea of a mine and like it was a mine and there's like this huge like uh crater uh basically okay. like um I, I'm, I'm honestly thinking about uh one of the last things I remember doing when I played Minecraft in high school was getting a bunch of explosives and just blowing out a huge pit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, I beat Minecraft. I'm not going to play it anymore. <laughs> so I think how to imagine like that happening on accident and tragically, like hundreds of lives lost yeah. and like a lot of structures and a lot of uh, like uh, infrastructure that was like put into that area. It was very invested in and I think probably took a long time. So I think there's like... I imagine this sort of um, mine museum, like you can go okay. take tours through there of what's left of it. Okay. Um, gift shop and all. Um, and uh, I don't know, probably I don't think parks uh, so much, but sure. I think that is like definitely a, um, a tourist area for people passing through, especially. It's like, oh, let's check out the, uh, I don't know, the, I don't have a name is for it, like it a but memorial there's something mines. now. Yeah, that's think? what I'm thinking, okay. like Memorial, okay. and maybe also is actually generating money for the town now, just not in the way they expected to. Sure. That's interesting, because um, I was going to ask if it was, like, a thing that people were avoiding because of the tragedy of it, or if it's, like, a thing that they are capitalizing on because they have to, you know? 
I I think the most interesting answer is that there's both. I think I think there are probably a lot of people who think it's disrespectful or who are scared of it, and also people who have no problem making money off of it, and also people who genuinely think it's important to remember in this way. Yeah. Um, how big? I imagine it's complex. How big is this divot? If the divot is still there, like how 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 is it? Like, are we talking like like a mile? Or are we talking about like? 200 feet like I'm 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 bad at like having an idea of what's normal but I can give it in like relative scale that I think like whatever they hit doesn't seem normal it doesn't okay. seem like they hit something that like that science has really fully explained yet sure okay. um but it could be it could just be a chemical it could just be a, a certain concentration but I think it was ab- abnormally big for what people expected to happen given the methods being used to dig down there so maybe do we want to say like uh, maybe there's still a divot there, like as big as a professional football field. Yeah, yeah. that feels big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Anything bigger than that? Divot is, is the hole, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. One other clarifying question: How many people do you think died? Um, I'm gonna say there were 256 deaths. Whoa! So and, like and, and, and serious. This was like, yeah, and this was like that was a major portion. Like that, honestly, it was like an entire like neighborhood slash. Oh my god! Like, okay, so like the industrial area. Yeah. So when yeah. you're, I mean, you're talking about like serious tragedy. This is like this is like big scale, like a yeah. like multiple whole families. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I think I'm gonna say yeah, around around 200. I'll bring it back a little bit, just looking at some other references. But yeah, about 200. Okay. Sounds good. All right, William. Okay. We're going to get through all the cards, right? That's the idea? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just going to do Jack of Diamonds here. So Jack of Diamonds, what is this place uh, named or called? Who named it and for what reason? Oh, this is so funny because literally in our like one pre-production meeting we had we had before we recorded this, William, I had a name for this that we can't use anymore just because it's too similar to a different tabletop thing. And William was like, oh, well, I have a name for it. Let me give you the name. <laughs> and, Here and it if is. you're okay with it, <laughs> I do think I would like to call it. Yeah, it's your car. Um, I would like to call it Norfolk. N-O-R-F-O-L-K, Norfolk. And the way, like the people who, so who named it, it's like, it's, it is a name that dates back to, you know, like Jamestown. It is, it is an original Mm -hmm. name, uh, that, that people called it. Um, but the name has since been switched to Norfolk, uh, Mm -hmm. N-O-R-F-O-R-K because sometime in like the fifties or sixties, they were getting a new water tower for the town and there was like a mistake in painting the name up on the water tower (laughs) and instead of putting the l they put an r hollywood all over again (laughs) it it is kind of like that but it came from the fact that they were like relying on speaking and and the dialect Mm. in the area when you say the name norfolk like Mm -hmm. they weren't doing norfolk they were doing norfolk like like people are just like it's like when yeah. it's like how people say wash, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wash yeah. the dishes mm-hmm. or yeah. like that kind of stuff. So like the common dialect was just to to kind of pronounce the L as an R, and so they ended up putting Norfolk on on the water tower and in a it. bid to save money because it is cheaper to just change the town's name. 
than it was to like change the the water tower. <laughs> they just switched the name of the town to Norfolk. So it is technically Nor Norfolk. And a lot of people who who liked that as a name because it did sort of like signify like a folk, uh, like a community. They they try to hold on to that. So there is like a divide of people who just say Norfolk and people who say Norfolk. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I love that you got that card. It is it is fated to be. I also love that you've saddled me with creating a uh, dialect for all of the NPCs <laughs> I'll be playing this season. Thank you. Thank you very wow. much for that. Looking forward to <laughs> screwing that up. Okay. Yeah. Does that make you feel calm? <laughs> <laughs> all right sammy fine take all it right. away um we're gonna go with the king of spades if there are multiple people who live here what are they divided on what are the points of contention that are fought over and i'm gonna build off of one of jonas's points actually i think that this memorial is a big controversial thing actually uh mm. with a lot of people in the town uh particularly with people who moved in more recently so, like, people who live there for a very long time, have generations there, are like, yes, Memorial needs to stay up. It's important. It was a very big thing. But people who are coming into the town are like, well, that's a huge amount of space. And we could definitely use that mm -hmm. for, like, businesses to draw more people in here. And that's sort of what I'm going with. hundred percent. There's some there's some real estate brokers from the, mm. the city. Which, by the way, I, yeah. I haven't said this actually on... I haven't said this to any of you or on any recording, so I, I want to make this clear. I do not want us at any point during this uh, season to name the okay. city. I just want to call it the city. Okay. Uh, we can give it like a nickname or like whatever, but I don't want to officially name mm -hmm. it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I would prefer not to name the like state that we live, although yeah. I think like, because I'm, well, I should say I'm picturing this in the US, though we can talk about yeah. that if, if y'all have different ideas. That's just the area we all know the best. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want to say what state it's in, yeah. but I'm okay being like, oh, this is in the South, this is in the West, this is in the Midwest. Yeah, like, I like regional, but not yeah. getting specific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's 100% real estate brokers from the city being like, you know, we could make uh, we could make eight apartment buildings on that uh, on that little divot. Did we just fill in the divot like, hey, we, mm -hmm. we, we will pay you a lot of money to just bulldoze that whole place. Yeah. And I, yeah. No, I, I think that like a lot of younger people are probably like, yeah, let's do it. But the older people, the older generation is is just very much like that is the most crude thing you could do and disrespectful thing you could do given the situation mm -hmm. so yeah yeah my turn i am gonna do the jack of spades what are the threats to this place are these threats to the materiality of the place or the people that live in it we've talked about this a little bit but i think the major threat to this place is a loss of identity the city is consuming it rapidly in the last 15 years it has completely surrounded norfolk oh so you're a forker yeah <laughs> it has become just like completely like the edges are completely homogenized like you know there is there is gentrification happening here there is you know people being like priced out of of places and having to go you know move into the city or move to other places 
so the identity of this place is being completely erased. In fact, I think there's probably something working its way through the courts that is like a bid to get the city to like erase the Norfolk name. Like just be like, oh, well, that's a suburb mm. now. That's just a suburb of the city. And it, to that end, there are suburbs being built around it, like not in it because there's no there's not really any room in the in Norfolk itself. But like I think on edges, there are suburbs and small high rises kind of cropping up all the time. And they again, they are just like pressing closer and closer into the center. So I think that is the main threat. Cool. All right, I'm going to flip whatever this is. It's the Queen of Clubs. The Queen of Clubs. What was the greatest moment <laughs> in this place of history? Oh, my goodness, Jonas. You really got the roller well, coaster here. Well, they discovered here. this mine of uh, 1,500. <laughs> what a payoff for you. <laughs> yeah. An innovation, a discovery, a revolution, a new sapling, the emergence of a cycle of cicadas. I mean, honestly, I kind of do just want to dig in and make their greatest uh, tragedy be a direct result of their greatest triumph. Yeah. I think that they were, like, um, relatively on top of their shit as far as, like, the surrounding small towns. Like, they were looking at, like, like when capitals would be a thing or whatever. I'm thinking this happened in, like, um, what's the, what's the, you know, cowboy times. (laughs) Um, when like the, I, I kind of think, so I, I think that they were like very, very, um, very wealthy with what they already had. Um, and like, uh, I guess like the greatest moment would have been the discovery of that. And like, maybe that's why the town was kind of built where it was at all. That's often how towns tend to work is that they're near some major resource. Um, so I guess like they were probably just like super, uh, blessed from the start. Like, I think they had a really, really easygoing, early on, very quick growth, very sudden uh, demise mm-hmm. at the end of it. Um, yeah. I, and I think maybe since then it's just been, like, kind of slow climbing, keeping up with everything, which they probably still, like, having lost so much, maybe had, a, had enough, uh, some kind of resources to stay as a city right. um, for as long as they did. Maybe other cities wouldn't have been able to handle a hit like that. Um so I think, like, maybe there's even an argument that some people say, like, some people say the greatest moment is the discovery of the mine, and others say that the greatest moment is moving past the tragedy to where we are yeah. now. Um, like, whatever moment that was, that, that the city, like, found a new way to exist, whether it was, like, the memorial picking up or, you know, the, maybe some people think it was the city's influence. Like, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I think personally that it was, like, they peaked early on in my mind. I love that. I love the idea that this this town is like, first of all, has this like major initial boom. Like, it feels like a gold rush mm-hmm. town, right? It feels yeah, like. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what know, I'm thinking. And like, I don't want to say gold. I don't want to say what they found. Like, I feel like we should yeah. leave that because. Yeah, totally. Unless you want to say for <laughs> no, this question. I, I, I like it being vague. OK, yeah. cool. But they, they found something sure. cool, but it's yeah, it yeah. feels very like. <laughs> Gold mm-hmm. rush, like, oh, my God, this town, like, exploded right here. Uh, and I, I love the idea that the tra- that some people think the tragedy actually is, like, the peak of... The tragedy mm-hmm. actually, like, brought everyone together. And, like, the that's... The boom, sure. Yeah. Brought everyone together. And that is mm-hmm. what... The, like, that was the high point of the town. It's like, oh, when we all, like, formed this identity and unified around mm-hmm. our, our grief. 
I love that. And then Carl down That's... the street's like, actually, it's when they put in the no faux strip mall. <laughs> hey, oh. I want you all you to know, know you I found get... no faux while you were talking. And, and <laughs> no faux. <laughs> Oh, you know God. you can get chicken wings city, for three ninety nine. Yeah, that's how you identify a city slicker in in Norfolk. Norfolk, they call it Nofo. Nofo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I just love coming uh, to Nofo. It's yeah. like, oh, get out, get, get out, out of out here. Of you are not allowed. <laughs> get out, townies only. <laughs> Okay. I, I love, but I love that. I love the idea that there are like townies here, even mm-hmm. though this city has been swallowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally, sense of identity. William. Great, it's me. So the Queen of Diamonds is uh, what is valued in this place? What is it known to have in excess? And I, I don't think I'm going to go with a material like. Okay. I, I'm not going. I'm going. I'm not going with like something that is like tangible. I, I think yeah. what is in excess, what is valued here, is is their like community mindset. I think that the yeah. city. The city, capital T, capital C, the city, uh, has consumed so much of the surrounding area that all other towns have lost sense of identity. And the thing that is valued here and is in excess is their their cling, their claim to identity and community. Uh, you know, sort of having like a culture of their own uh, outside of uh, others and maintaining that and striving, you know, through the generations to make sure that that continues forward. Love that. Okay, Sammy. I'm going to do the king of diamonds, which is who or what is in power here? Is it a ruler, an apex predator, a series of laws that govern society, the weather? And I think they have like a town council here. And, like, that's, like, the pseudo, like, leaders. And they, like, make the decision about, like, the water tower. And they make that kind of decision. Mm-hmm. But Oh, so they're fuck-ups. <laughs> yeah. But the real people in charge is the local group of moms. Oh, oh interesting. That's cool. How, how? How? They just run the town. They host <laughs> the events. They bring the community together. They like check on all the kids. They know all the gossip and business of everyone in the town and it spreads between them and they can give their own little insights and push people in certain directions as it goes and that sort of thing. Um, Are they just like, so they just have, they're blackmail people. Yeah. (laughs) So they have the power of gossip. Yes. I, I Im- instantaneously, Sammy, as soon as you said the moms, I got this very powerful image in my head of one of the council members being like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to like build a new road here. And this mom being like, well, if you want your child to have uh, Mr. Fines next year, I would recommend not building that exactly road. Exactly right. Uh, and the council member being like, you, you, can't, you wait, a, you, you can't do. And then they, they can indeed. I also, uh, my, the, the, the ideas I've had for like my character for the game that's not this that we're playing later, uh, Monster of the Week, uh, is fair, fairly mom. Uh, the, mo- moms are part okay. of the story, uh, I would say. So I, that, that, that's yeah. cool. That's cool for well, me. That was, that's also a tie-in <laughs> to the first arc, the first season. Oh, mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's interesting baggage with that yeah. whole revelation then. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like Sam's over here. As soon as I, he said, "Yeah, I actually think it's the moms wait, that are in charge." Wait, Sam, Mrs. Yeah. What was? Wait, what was? What was mom? I was thinking of Mrs. No, I knew what you meant. I yeah. knew what you meant. Yeah. Wait, I it, it is Mrs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. We, we were in yeah. the same boat. Okay, cool. I got you. I got you, Jonas. But moms yeah, yeah, were, yeah. to be fair, moms were important in the like. Henrietta was a, like yeah. that, true. Her Henrietta being a mom was, was very important. Was a mother, yeah. Maggie's uh, mom huge. was the whole thing. <laughs> Maggie's mom, yeah. Maggie's mom. I mean, uh, Miss Oshana. Her being we a really mom was a, very important. A touring mom it's van. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play my cool. last card, which is the King of Hearts. King of Hearts says. What stories are told in or about this place? Does it have legends or myths? Does it have religion? It definitely has religion. I think there are maybe a couple of small churches within the bounds here. The people here are getting picked off for like larger churches in the city. Similarly, I think there's probably also a mosque and a- A temple. A temple, thank you, here as well. But all are like on the decline, I would say, as people begin to uh, get- pulled towards larger worshiping places in the city. As far as what stories are told about this place, there a hundred percent is a story about the mine. Have you seen that? There was that thing that went around, it's like 2010 or whatever, that whole thing about the gateway to hell in Russia, yes. where they like, they like drilled down into the earth and then they like lowered a microphone down in there and it's like claimed that you could hear the souls of the damned. Like basically people were like, oh my God, they drilled into hell. It's not true. It's an urban legend. But I think there is a similar kind of thing that is in this community. Like I think they, I think a lot of people think like, oh yeah, well, you know, they drilled down too deep. And so they like ran into something they shouldn't. And Jonas, I can just see in your eyes that I'm playing right into your little hands. Um, well, no, it's interesting because I had forgotten about the stuff I had wanted to do <laughs> when I made a big hole in the ground. And now I'm actually thinking some stuff about it. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and regardless, I mean, we will get into that stuff later. But I, I think there is a there is there are people that believe there is something supernatural about the boom and about having dug too deep. That is a like story that is it at play here. I also want to, this was a, a story that I thought up when I was thinking about this place forever ago, when I was like first thinking about a second season. I'm gonna cheat a tiny bit here and say there is a railway turntable with a gallows, it's a gallows style turntable with a central tower and supporting cables on either side. It was abandoned in like the 1970s and became a local hangout for like teens and kind of ne'er-do-wells and whatever. But it closed because there were two children that were like playing on it uh, and they something went wrong with the mechanism. Uh, I'm not going to get detailed into that, but something went wrong there. And there is the story that the that the turntable is haunted. I think this plays in nicely to there having been a mine in town because usually mines and railways were historically connected. So I think this railway like in large part helped initially helped transport whatever was being mined out of the mine. And then as the, the mine began to, you know, after the boom, after the kind of 
dwindle in popularity of the town, I think it became more about like passenger fare, like passenger moving, moving people back and forth. And they built this turntable as like a quick way to route trains between places. Like this was kind of a stop for the train to like route to a new destination, like get turned around and route somewhere else because there wasn't a lot here. So it wasn't really a stop. So there, yeah, the stories that are told here are, are about the gallows of the turntable being haunted by the ghosts of uh, children that were playing there. These stories, by the way, not necessarily true. Not, nothing about them is, is necessarily true. But there may be truth to them. But there may be truth to them. And they are kind of what gets tossed around in like bar conversation and, you know, on the playground and stuff like that. Like, oh, don't go near the turntables because I, you know, I heard they're haunted. Jonas. All right. King of Clubs, my last card. And for King of Clubs, if there are inhabitants, which there are, what are the visions for the future that they hold? Is it a long view? A short one? Um, I think one thing I would say, like the image we built of this city is that it's very resilient. I think it's people yeah. have persisted through a lot. And I think because of that, most people do have a pretty long view of the future that I think uh it has prosperity in it. Um, cool. Cause I feel like we're also looking at a place that like, I mean, everything else is being swallowed up and like, yes, there's the dread of being the last one, but also just the fact that we are stronger than all of the other like nearby areas in a certain way, at least. Right. I think some people feel that way. So I think that there's um, as far as like, a clear vision. I mean, I think that like uh, people who really want Norfolk to be, the best it can be and to grow are probably looking to push back against the city in, in a certain way, like at least yeah. in, as far as like cultural influence and like either, either literally push back or grow in the other direction enough um, that they like overshadow the encroaching city. Um, and that probably would take a long time. So I think in the short term, it's just continuing to keep the city at bay, continue to keep uh, fostering what we have here, and in the long term, grow to like take back uh, some of what the city took uh, from the neighboring areas and give it back to them. And it sounds hopeful. Like it sounds like yeah, most, I think so. most people here are hopeful. I think people are hopeful, and I think that like there's even maybe a certain amount of cockiness, like sure. that people have. It's like it is like um like a, a pride in being from yeah. Norfolk a bit, and yeah. just like in in knowing that like uh, I'm especially like families who've been here for a long time. Like these are families who have seen a lot of tragedy and who have had a lot of hardships and have sustained and grown and done some incredible things and continue to get tourism every single year. <laughs> uh, William, all right, this is my last card. It is the Jack of Clubs, All which right. the Jack of Clubs is what was this place in the past? How long ago was that? And this place in the past was a gateway. Okay. Hmm. And that was a long long time ago do we know if do we know what it was a gateway to and do people nowadays know that it was a gateway this is information lost to time dang love it love it okay you playing my hand (laughs) (laughs) all of you all of you playing my hand I'm sure Sam (laughs) 
Samuel. All right, right. Sammy. Okay, my card is the Queen of Hearts. Who or what has been in this place the longest? How did they come to be here? And I think, besides the mine and anything we've previously mentioned, I think the local diner slash pub has been around the longest. It's the longest standing building and business in in this town. You gotta give us a name. You gotta give us okay. a name. We could find it in the next stage, too. But if you have a name, I do want it. The Stinky Walrus. <laughs> okay, are we sure? <laughs> All right, are, hang on. Are we sure? Are we, Are we? how do we feel? Let's sit with it for a second. How do we'll we feel? We'll come back to the to the Stinky Walrus, I think. <laughs> Every Thursday night for two, happy Two hour. thumbs up? Two thumbs up from everyone on the Stinky Walrus? Okay, <laughs> I got right. two thumbs. I got two thumbs up and uh, way, way up for the Stinky Walrus. Do I, people I, Do people call it anything else or do they call it I, the I Stinky a, Walrus? They call it the stink the stinks, nowadays. They call it the stink, yep. Yep, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Or the wall or the around wall. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of like the Norfolk Norfolk. People We'll either call it the stink or the and wall, some, and that's and the same people. And some real jokes is call it the stink <laughs> yeah. wall. I I love the idea. It's been there for so long, and people called it the stinky walrus because uh, it, like they someone had just heard of what a walrus was, yeah. or like it was like they were like, oh, have you heard of this like exotic animal that's like native to this area over here? Like what? That it sounds so Im- impressive. It sounds incredible. It's like got tusks like an elephant. It's um it's like a it's like a seal. It does a lot of stuff in the water. It's amazing. It seems like some kind of uh an an elephant lion or something and they were just like, "Wow." So so they named the tavern or this bar like the Stinky Walrus cuz they were like, "Here we go." <laughs> I would I would okay. like to pitch one detail about Stinky Walrus as well, just uh, it being like the closest standing building mm. to the boom. When it happened, like oh, it the was only thing it was that like survived. Neighboring, right? Like neighboring stuff that did this. Like maybe it was like just because it was just far enough away, right? Ooh. But it was like close to the action. Also, like the, ba- the behind of the bar is like a drop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, right, like oh. Right wait, okay, yeah. okay. Question yeah. for you, Sammy: Is the Stinky Walrus the the longest standing building because? All oh, of the other question. buildings got eliminated during the boom, and it was like just yes. outside of that. Or did it? Yes. Yes. And okay. also, okay, great. <laughs> it is this town nest not necessarily near water, um, but it is distinctly nautically mm-hmm. themed. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> cool. Sure. Somebody really liked so boats. much. This is Henrietta's bar. She founded it before, <laughs> like way before all this happened. Now, hang on. We're not doing, not everything's going to be a callback, Jonas. <laughs> She's had a There's long There's some angle. other Selkie that has found Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is everyone yes. out of cards? Yes. Yes. Great. We're moving on to main gameplay. During our four cycles of gameplay, players draw cards from the numerical pile. Each type of card is associated with a set of questions, which are answered in order. For example, the first time the player draws an ace of any suit, they would answer the first question listed under aces. The second time an ace is drawn, the player would answer the second question, and so forth. Read the question out loud, narrate your answer to the group, and then discard the card in the discard pile. The group may ask follow-up or clarifying questions, but may not contradict what you expressly said. The player may also discard the card before addressing the question and enter a focused situation, choosing to tell a story, throw a party, discover something, see an omen, leave the frame, or move on, skipping this turn. 
These focus situations allow us to skip certain questions, instead spending more time on a single moment. Choosing to enter a focus situation still counts as the nth instance of the card, and you may enter the same focus situation multiple times. The specific rules of these situations are detailed later. If the card drawn is a 10, the cycle ends, moving us forward in time. We'll get to that when it comes up. I'm just gonna keep this in the same order we have been doing it. The first card I have drawn is a six, a six of hearts. So this is our first six. What is the most horrible thing in or about our place? I think the most horrible thing is people who are not from here have become part of the city council or have started to make decisions from the city itself and begun to kind of like, without the consent of the people who live here, kind of legislate away some of the like land and community of this place. I think maybe the way we see that, like like the, the one iconic thing is there is a community center that gets, in fact, no, I'm, I'm gonna go bigger than this. There was a high school here and it gets shut down. Uh, there are not enough um, teachers uh, to like, th this is what the city says. They say there were not enough teachers or resources to keep the school open. So we are going to completely shut it down and uh, move all of those kids to schools in the city which obviously leaves a huge contingent of the people here like really, really unhappy and a lot of people out of work. Jonas. Same order? Okay. So I'm going to draw five of diamonds. It's our first di or first five. Is that how we do it, right? Yeah, first five. What are the stars like in our place? The sky? The weather? Ooh. This is great. I was, I've been thinking a lot about the sky in relation to like the, the OC I'm building for our Monster of the Week game. But <laughs> um, I, I do think there's a place where you can see the stars. Maybe like inexplicably, like maybe the deeper you get into Norfolk away from the city, you can see more and more. But I, I like to think that it is a like a, an impossibly good place for stargazing. Um, it's just like this pocket of clear sky. Um over at least most of Norfolk, maybe there's like a barrier where it's kind of like uh, is like a gradient of city to like uh, Norfolk sky on the edges there. But Jonas, can I pitch you something? Yeah, that like Norfolk could always see the stars no matter what. Like even mm -hmm. through weirdly like through clouds and stuff, the stars just seemed especially bright. Uh, yeah. And since the city has started encroaching on this area. Any place where where the the like sort of individuality of this place is lost, you can't see the stars anymore. Yeah, yeah. At least like not in as those well. like like it's yeah. yeah they they become cloudier and cloudier. Like the yeah. closer you get it's to like the, the city, Charlie Brown storm cloud. But as far as, but it's like light pollution, <laughs> right? And I think I think you know people can say, oh well, it's the light pollution from the city. Like the closer you get to the city, blah blah blah. But it's like even if you go in the direction of the suburbs. Right. Right, it's like I imagine you can see the stars like, over the stinky walrus, but not yeah. the apartment buildings next door. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. And as far as weather, I want, I'd like this to be a place where it can rain and snow, but okay. not necessarily where those things are like, I don't know. I, I guess we, we have like noir themes and stuff. So I think having what is often seem like dreary weather, which to me is comforting weather. Um, yeah. I would like the possibility for that and for it not to be like, I don't want it to feel like California. I live in California. Yeah. I've had, I have enough. <laughs> yep. Does it ever get hot? 
Like, does it have, is, is it those so. extremes, like, where it gets hot and also it snows? Or is I it imagine d- it can get hot. I think it gets the seasons pretty, like, regularly and well, in, okay. in my mind. I imagine cool. it has, like, regular weather, goes through all of it, and is able to, like, have all of their versions of the holiday, uh, like, uh, ceremonies and stuff. And Cool. William. Ha, ha. I got a 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is our first 10. All right. On a 10, you may pick freely between the following questions, but do not pick the same one twice. There's a great loss, one that sets new burdens on the inhabitants of our place. How do they cope and what have they lost forever? Um, The turntable. Oh, Uh, what happened to uh, it? It it got leveled for a strip mall. Oh, damn. Okay. What burdens does it put on, like, why Why is this a burden? On people? Well, it was... Um, is it just like, n- the nostalgia is gone? No, or? because the, the turntable was originally designed as, like, a pivot point, you know? So it was, like, mm. that. that is just, like, how traffic moves through Norfolk. And... Like even though the turntable was no longer operational, it was it was still a traffic area of how people like traversed oh. through their town, and because it's basically been turned into a parking lot with like all of these the, the, these like strips and everything, it's no longer a a transitional place. It is a destination. So oh my goodness, I love yeah. I love the idea that it, yeah it was like. Of course, they like built all the roads on the old train tracks. And so the like, of course, this like central thing, you know, maybe there's this big like roundabout like around the turntable and everyone was like, oh, yeah, like that's kind of you always pass that when you're like going anywhere else in the little in the city. And real estate developers were like, oh, my God, people are always going around this central thing. Holy shit. It's abandoned. Let's fucking bulldoze it and build something there. Oh, I fucking love that. We are we are rolling a dice now and moving in time, and then we will collectively make some decisions about some stuff. So, William, go ahead and roll this dice. This first unit, as a reminder, is going to be in years. Okay. Let's there's okay. Four years. Four. Okay. It is now four years later in our setting. So let's collectively answer these. Do our characters or civilizations still live here? If not, who lives here now does anyone? I feel like, yeah, right? Okay. Um, What does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? I think it just has a bunch of like risers and like half built buildings now. It's just like, a sea like half of the 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 connecting between the the city and the town is just a sea of like unfinished construction totally i yeah i love that i think in these ensuing four years are when the freeways Mm. are built like i think they weren't i didn't think they didn't exist yet so now like in my head this place has always been sandwiched kind of like between two freeways kind of at an l intersection of two freeways or something that was built in the last four years. Or maybe you said there's a lot of construction, William, and we have time. So maybe they're like almost done. Yeah. Maybe they're like, they're like, you know, at, at the, in the last stages of construction. And it, Oh, and it smells, and it smells like shit. It just smells like. Yeah, it probably smells yeah. bad, right? There's lots of construction. Mm. Like there's probably a lot of like, like just shit in the like air. Hot yeah. asphalt 
and like tar. Yeah. 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 How does it feel here? Well, Jonas, I think this is a question for you. Do people still feel hopeful? Like, is there still this hope of like, oh yeah, we're going to like persevere and maintain our identity or is that beginning to erode? I think it's maybe, I think it would be interesting to place us at a low point in city morale at this period in time. Like, I feel like there maybe have been a lot of wins for the uh, industrialization, urbanization, or whatever we want to call it. Like, in in the last four years, it's kind of like things are going in that direction. So I think there's still probably a lot of hope for a lot of people, but maybe just less than you might L- yeah. less than, less than yeah. usual and people are noticing that See, that was William that was yours so we are on to Sammy All right I drew a six okay our second six our second six someone returns to our place changed who are they and how are they different ooh we haven't really talked about anyone leaving yet so this is interesting ooh I think this is like a like like a prodigal son moment like this this was a this was a kid who grew up in the town who whose family had been there for generations and he left and he went to like a university out way outside of the town Mm -hmm. and (laughs) came back just very like thinking he's better than the town now thinking like you know, like this place is dirty and grungy and people here just never leave. Why is he back? Like if he if he hates this place, why did he come back? I'm thinking there was a death in the family of like the patriarch ooh. of the family, maybe or the or ooh, the matriarch. Ooh. Actually, the matriarch makes more sense given the mom situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. The moms are in control. So. So he came back to help take care of his family. Okay. Yeah, yikes. Is this like an important family? Like, are they like... Yeah. Are these people like, oh, everyone knows who these this family is? Yeah. Hey, Sam, I got a pitch for okay. you. Do they maybe own the Stinky Walrus? <gasps> yeah! Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. And now this dude's like, he might sell it. Because he yep. sucks. Oh, shit. Because he sucks. Okay, I'm up. I got a seven of spades. This is our first seven. What is the most beautiful thing in or about our place? This is so funny. Jonas literally got <laughs> Jonas literally got what is the like greatest tragedy and what is the greatest strength? And I I got what is the most horrible thing and what is the most beautiful thing? Remember that you can do that other thing. Oh yeah, I can't. That's true. I could I could, A focus I could do an omen thing. or something. Ooh, that's tempting. I do love my omens. That is true. Beautiful thing in our about. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm going to do one of the focus situations. I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to see an omen. Here, the player may gesture at a future possibility. An omen may be the classic thing, a comet or a spell gone awry, or something that points at the materiality of the world. A hungry animal in from a famine in the countryside, or an heir to the throne that sickens ahead of a coup. This is a chance to set things in motion. The player narrates what is seen by who and how it is perceived by those that hear the news. What a cool mechanic. There are ravens. Uh, Ravens move into the town en masse. They begin to roost like in all of the construction uh, and they like make it like horrible to do this construction. And it is like, this is, this is not an area where ravens typically live. 
They are not maybe native to this particular area. They kind of show up out of nowhere. In fact, like no one sees them fly in. Like no one is like, oh my God, there's a big thing of ravens that are like flying this way. It's just like suddenly ravens. <laughs> so, cool. and, and they are, they are everywhere. They're just absolutely everywhere. They're like on the stop signs and crowded on top of churches and, you know, walking down sidewalks in the morning, pecking for, for worms and things. They're just everywhere. Jonas. Me. <sighs> da -da 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 -da. Eight. It's our first eight. And for the eights, we have, what does success look like in our place? What do the inhabitants want? <sighs> I'm trying to consider if, uh, like, like things that we haven't already established. Cause I feel like we have sort of given some stuff maybe towards this as far as like, I mean, I think perseverance, um, just to sort of like, like name it. Um, I sort of keep coming back to that idea of just like, um, continuing to build what you are in spite of hardship. Um, and I think the inhabitants want, uh, I, I think they're looking for like, freedom of space and control of their space and lives i feel like especially maybe there's an increasing pressure to attain and hold on to those things yeah as the city encroaches and takes it away i think there's a lot of like uh yeah a desire for for control over our lives and identities in norfolk so does the does success does success look like holding out the longest i think so i think success is what we're doing and mm. not being stopped. Mm. That's that's kind of the attitude I'm I'm, I'm seeing, okay. which is like sort of a I mean at least could give way to a lot of like uh, uh, conservative in the non political sense, yeah. like ideas of like trying to just like yeah. maintain what is there, and maybe that does lead people to conservative political ideas. I don't think we really get involved in that usually in Monster of the Week, but I think there's a lot of people trying to yeah just maintain what we have. Yeah, I think it is. It, it plays to both sides, right? Because it plays to that kind of conservative like traditionalist kind of thing, but it also plays mm -hmm. to like, Hey, let us have control over our like bodies and what we, the Liberty and, thing. and like our place yeah. that we want to live and like all of that, like let us, let yeah. us control like who we are. Uh, don't try to define that for right. us. And also without being isolated, like they want that for everybody right. else too. And it's, it's, it's that whole, like your freedom ends where it mm -hmm. encroaches on mine yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's something very taken to heart here. Uh, William. Three. Three of hearts. So our first three. Ooh. What do people listen to and perform here? What is considered the folk Ooh. art? Or fork art. Or fork art. art. <laughs> we got fork music here. <laughs> it has to. It's like musical spoons, it has to be. Forks. It has to be fork music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I absolutely, I, I love that. Uh, that. It's a big folk scene. I think that they're, I love the idea of street art. Ooh, okay. I like the idea that they're, you know, for as far as what people are listening to, this is a very folk, like, music, but but folk punk, like fork punk. Yeah. Uh, okay. It is very much led by the youths here. It's a, a scene where they're taking, you know, sort of that traditional the cultural aspect and adding some frustration and anger to it, you know? And then part of that mm -hmm. is also through street art, through graffiti. And I love the idea that Norfolk 
is just filled with murals and and stuff like that and it's all you know nobody cares they like love it it's like and right. i'm not even i don't even mean like they paid for it i mean you know the stinky walrus is like covered in dicks and everyone's like and everyone's yeah. like yeah that's just like how it is around here it's it's great yeah. uh, uh and uh part of the issue you know with the encroachment of of the capital t capital c city is that you know they are coming with an expectation of like you don't do that this is private property that right. kind of thing so mm-hmm. they wash off yes. the the street yeah i bet i bet you can easily tell which businesses are like old you know norfolk businesses and which are new because like the old norfolk businesses are like oh yeah look we have like a bunch of cool like street art on our walls and the other businesses are like holy shit, this place has a horrible problem with people graffitiing everything. I, I like this idea of like a main street almost where, where yeah, sure. I, either, you know, now or in the future or whatever, like we're at one point, like there is a main street and literally on the right side is this like crisp, clean, like yeah. modern, just shitty, boring buildings and like structures that are all like corporations yeah. and industries and, you know, multi-level apartments and then right across the street from that on the left is just this beautiful, bustling, like art filled area with kind of like falling apart buildings that that are, aren't being well maintained because they just don't have the funds for it or something. And and I'm sure the people on the right are like, just let us buy your yeah, building. Like, we'll fix yeah. it up and like, you know, whatever. And I'm sure people have given in to that because... So we're going to have like a right-left dichotomy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You're, uh, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North-south, east-west. <laughs> yeah. We'll do one of those. Fork or folk. <laughs> that's what people... Yeah, right-left doesn't mean fork, anything fork on folk. the street. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I said. Uh, Sam. Five. Second five. What secrets are kept in our place? Why mm. are they kept? By who and from whom? Well, I already touched on the moms. All right. And they are the secret keepers. All right. In positive ways and negative ways. Right. They will protect their own, but also will use it to get what they want. You know? Um, Yeah. And I think a lot of the older generation, too. are sort of trying to protect the younger generation from the knowledge that the city is sort of overtaking this area a lot. You know what I mean? But that's kind of like a secret. Like they Mm. talk about it, like everyone in the older generation is talking about it and worried about it and all that sort of stuff, but they want to kind of protect and preserve the innocence of the younger youths. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, to make sure that they don't feel like they can kind of get the same way that they grew up. You know what I mean? And preserve that culture. They want there to still be hope. They're trying to be like, oh. Because I think that's a a big community vibe that I'm getting from this town, you know? like And and it's like, you know, it takes a village to raise Mm -hmm. the kids Mm -hmm. here. And that they really live by that, you know? Right. It takes a fork to eat, to eat a steak. A steak, yeah. 
Sam, can I pitch you one more thing just kind of like for flavor here? Are there people who who are myriads living here? And sorry, I should explain for the viewer at home who maybe has not watched the first season. Myriads are what we call monsters, basically. They're they're like the sentient mm. monsters who who kind of live among us. That is our world's name for them. Are there myriads here? And if so, are there people who know about them and keep them secret? I think that uh, there are, first of all, yes. I okay. don't think that as of this moment, they are like open about that fact. It is like a it is like a tightly kept secret. Like no one knows yeah. that they are here. Yeah. All right. I think it is me. Ooh, a yes. Ten. Second, Second ten. ten. Cool. Good. Okay. I, I'm gonna give us something positive here. There is a great victory that enables the inhabitants of our place to build towards a new future. What is this future they wish for and how will they set to work on it? There is a win for the community who wanted to develop the area, the the divot, like the area in the back of the... The stinky walrus. Stinky walrus, thank you. There was some developers that were trying to, you know, get it. And there was some talk that like, yeah, maybe we should just like give this up. But someone came up with another proposal, which is basically, hey... Why don't we turn this? I'm sort of using two of these, but we're not going to get through all of them. So uh, what if we turn that space into like a huge community garden? Like what if we just take an entire football field like length of space and just that it becomes like part park, part community garden. Like I, I feel like there's like, you know, big plots of like space to grow stuff and also like benches for people to hang out and there's no like there's no fencing or anything around it it's just like i mean other than i guess there's fencing to like keep out deer or whatever but there's like you know there's no locks on anything it's kind of just like yeah come in and plant whatever public and the the person who was thinking about selling that area whoever owns that land was on the verge of letting it go to the kind of developers in this area and was like, you know, there's no other option. You know, I might as well just sell it and like make the money on it. And they were convinced not to do that. But this community garden like needs to be built. Like the land is now apportioned for it, but it is going to take some like real mm. labor on a, a lot of people's parts to like build up an actual garden here. Damn, we're doing Parks and Rec now. We're in season two. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, yeah, we kind of are yeah. doing Parks and Rec, but yeah. And with now, monsters this but time. With monsters. You're, you're going to roll the dice to see how many months have passed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Two months. Okay. So two okay. months since so, do the, our- everything we just discussed. and So two months since everything we like have discussed so far and like yeah. pointedly the last thing like that, a community garden like is in plans and is probably in production or whatever at this point. Yes. Okay, cool. So... Do our characters and civilizations still live here? Yes. I think that's an obvious yes. If not, who lives here, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? Mm. Um, I First of all, I think the freeways are done. Oh, They're okay. finished. Mm. So people begin to like circle. Like I think it diverts a lot of the traffic out of this area for better and for worse. And also, I think the gardens are like you're starting to see the gardens. 
I would love mm-hmm. if it smelled a little bit better, at yeah. least near the garden now. I think maybe that's like, because again, it's, it's two months since like the land was allowed. So I don't think that there's like flowers no. super growing yet, but like, but the, the fertilizer, whatever they're using probably right. smells better than the industrialization. So it's like, it's not, it is a sign of things moving forward, but we're very much just, I mean, we're just sowing or tilling the earth or whatever. Yeah. I do think those ravens stick around even after the construction. They're still lingering around under freeway overpasses and on the fences around the gardens and, you know, snapping at people as they enter the stinky narwhal or the the stinky walrus. Is there anywhere the ravens never go? No. Cool. Do they go into the city? Um, sort of. They like, they like fly. There's no clear border. No, they like fly around the city and like whatever, but they're, they are like, it's pretty clear that their home base is here. Does this place still use the same name? If not, what is it called now? And who calls it that? Has the city managed to erase that name? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think maybe, I mean, I think we can make a decision on like if it's leaning one way or another more than it was a couple months ago. I mean, I, I imagine that with the roads being finished and the garden being worked on, probably both, like anyone who advocates for calling it either are more vocal right now, I'd imagine. I, I, I think sure. uh, there have been people for as long as the change has happened who have like insisted on trying to fix something or continue to call it Norfolk. And, and yeah. I think now especially with the encroaching city and everything. And, you know, with this new community garden project, people have started saying to those people who have been so insistent on like, no, it's like, it's, it's part of our tradition. It like emphasizes the community and everything that we stand for. I think people have started to say things like that just isn't a big enough issue anymore. Like we just, Mm. I, I think that like you're getting distracted. We have more important things to focus on. Like, it's not that big right. of a deal if we call it Norfolk, you know? Right. It's, kind of, it's a faux pas yeah, to care about bit. that. I think as far as like the divot itself, though, I think uh, there are people who might still call it the divot, but a lot of people are just referring to it as the garden now. The Memorial Garden or whatever. The memorial Garden, mm. yeah. All right. That is that cycle. So we are now four years and two months since our start. And it's Jonas's turn, right? Jonas's turn. Ten. No. Uh, oh, it is a ten. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so first I'm things first, choose. pick one of these things. So that like cocky heir who had come home. The, the prodigal son. The prodigal son. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking the someone important socially, politically, or emotionally in our place mm. dies. Who were they and how were they killed? How are they remembered after? And I think that the, it was, so it was that person who came in who we hadn't quite defined yet from the family who came in like after the like uh, previous like head of the family had died, came in to kind of see things, was here for a couple months and I guess however many weeks we're about yeah. to roll for and then died. And I think it was pretty mysterious. I think uh, he died like in the family home. Um, and like there's definitely people think it might be an assassination what? because there's a lot of like political reasons that may happen. He was getting very vocal maybe towards the industrialization and the um, gentrification. And now he's dead and it's kind of mysterious and weird. And they're remembered after, I think, as like, I mean, some people are remembering them as a uh, as a martyr. And some are just like, hey, it was no assassination or anything. And you know what? I'm not going to miss him. He was a dick anyway. Um, versus people who are like, okay, this is scary. Now we're killing each other. <laughs> That's 
not very fun. Yikes. Um, and maybe even some people like using it. Uh, the 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 rare people who are like tr- scared of. Oh no, monsters. We don't know about monsters yet. So never mind. But yeah, that's oh that's where God. it's at. So he's dead now. Sorry, we like oh, him so shit. much. Jonas, that was my OC. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, roll. Let's roll our. Let's roll our dice. D6. It wasn't. Uh, I hope it wasn't going to be your character. Four. Oh, no. It's been four, four days. days. <laughs> four days since four the assassination. Since the death. Since the death. Yeah, sure. We, we, uh, we, we are... see what side you're on, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone still lives here, I'm yeah. guessing. I mean, well. Well, except for one. Do, They're so ingrained. The, I mean, does that family move? They've had a their, their matriarch I mean, and their their son like die. I feel I, like they, they move into leave. the city. They sell the stinky walrus and they move oh, into the shit. city. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think so. Damn. What does this place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel now? There is a for sale sign in the stinky walrus's window. It's not been like destroyed or like bought by anyone yet but it is for sale also i just think like people are worried like to be honest i think there's more cops here now like someone at least from the city's like you know if we're talking about the city and as a entity and this person having advocated for the city i think they're pissed i think they were like oh we had an inside man like we had someone that could like rise through the ranks and like knew all of these people and like had an in and now they're dead. And we think even if it's not suspicious, even if they're just using it as a cover, they're like, well, this place is dangerous. We have to we have to send a bunch of like now we have to have cop patrols in like Norfolk. I think a lot of buildings that didn't have like deadbolts on them now have them. Oh, just in four days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Well, here's the thing. I realized we skipped over weeks, so I think it should be four. Oh, weeks. you're so right. Four weeks. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, right. Even make more sense. Four weeks. Then. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, so it's it's a yeah. month. Yeah. I will say I have like I have this thought that like plans, um, were like leaked, and it's just this it's just mm. this building plan for for the stinky walrus, uh, and they they're keeping the nautical theme, but they're calling it Carpe Diem. <laughs> Oh my but god! But like carp, carp a diem, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's carp yeah. a diem, and like they're the whole plan of it is like to to be, you know, they were gonna do roll out this whole like s- promo thing when they bought it of like, oh, you know, this is the change that we need, you know, seize the day, like mm-hmm. accept, you know, change that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's let's have a very quick conversation here. When do we want? Keely's video to go live. Like, when does this happen? Is this before the final card or is it the final card? Because if it's before the final card, I think we need to do it now. I, I was thinking it being the final card could be cool, but it could. I mean, this feels like a real moment of tension. I wonder if it just gets in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea of doing it now. Yeah. Okay, cool. The other thing that happens is Keely's video goes live. For those of you that did not see the first season, basically one of the characters from the last season exposed monsters, exposed myriads, like exposed that these things were real. I think what we'll say, because you you actually had two videos. You had the initial video that you sent out 
that I think probably happened before this, that like people were kind of passing around but didn't get a lot of traction. Yeah. And this this is the moment when like the actual video goes live. Like the the full scale, like shit begins to change. They're in the Walmarts, there is like monster hunting supplies. Like I think after this point, and it, it coincides perfectly with this like assassination because like people immediately are like, oh my God, it was a fucking monster. Yeah, Cause yeah. Now, now it like, it even muddies the idea of like, maybe it wasn't an assassination. Maybe it was just a monster. Now that we know that monsters are real right. and like this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. That explains why it was so Yeah, mysterious. maybe it was yeah. like the door was locked or there was like claw marks or like something. And nobody, everyone was like, initially was like, oh, well we don't really know how to explain that. And now it's like, everyone is like, Oh my God, it was a fucking monster. Okay. Uh, I think it's Things are bad. Turn. Yeah, it's my turn. Ace. Ooh. Ace. Ooh. Ace, ace of ace. Of yeah, but so our first ace is what are the plants like in our place? The rocks, the soil. So. The plants, the rocks, the soil. I would like to leave the frame. Oh, Okay. I'm, I'm taking a focused situation oh. to leave the frame. Just for a second, the window widens and we are able to see a little bit more of our world. You may ask, what is the mountain like to the north of our house? Are there massing armies on the sea? What type of dogs do the neighbors have or anything else that you wish to know? The thing that I would like to leave the frame for is this city planning committee based in the capital T, capital C city. And the only thing I'm going to say is we take a peer into a, a back room, dimly lit, and everything isn't quite as simple as it seems. So, William, I, I, don't, I love that, but you have to ask us a question. That we can collectively you get, answer. You get one those, question uh, and the table collectively uh, answers, then the world snaps back. I love that, like, that is the image. What is the question? Who's in charge here? I mean, the moms? Mm-mm. Not there. Not here? Oh, not here. There, There is a, a force that I have been uh, Im- imagining in my mind is part of the, the, the city that hasn't come up at all. I would like to posit the moon for uh, for consideration as far as who is in charge here. What is the moon? <laughs> Like, are you talking the literal you know, moon? A what? <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah. You know, the big celestial body. Interest. So, so you're saying the moon, like the cycles of the moon are like affecting the people here. I'm, I, I, so I'm, I'm not getting too literal, but I have imagined like lunar aspects of my character, uh, recently as far as, um, where magic may come from, what people may mm. worship, as far as like a moon cult or moon witches or something mm. of the like. So as we're introducing this uh, seeming like secret society or some power that is not known, I go to the only unexplained thing that's in my mind already. But there could be many. I don't hate, I mean, I don't hate that. Like I, there's something interesting about it being the moon. I is wonder, it, like... Um- Makes me wonder if there's like a lake nearby or something. Ooh. Ooh. Like if mm. there's tides involved here. Because that's just where my brain goes immediately. What were you saying, Sam? What if, you yeah. know, going off of what Jonas was saying, what if it's like a, a moon coven? That's mm. kind of where my head is. Like a coven headed. of 
witches, which we know exist in this world. We know exist, yeah. But who are ruled and get their power from the moon. Can I twist it just a little bit? Of course, that's your job. We've seen myriads work with VacuCon and the sort of, you know, the the big bads of the first season. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What if this coven of of moon worshiping, you know, witches, or 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 you know, coven of you know moon worshiping creatures, the moon coven? What if they are like an offshoot of vacuum? Like, what if they are? What if they were at at one point associated with vacuum? Or they were like? Because I think vacuum as a whole has been disbanded. Like there is a. What if they were like? What if they were like a sponsor? Mm. And what is interesting? Oh. So, and are they, and they are like, William has set up that they are like part of the like city planning committee. So it feels like they are mm-hmm. like in charge of the city as a whole. Like mm-hmm. they, they are maybe behind the expansion of the city. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. This is interesting. I don't think we need more than that. Maybe that's yeah. that's where we I, I think it. I think there are yeah people who are are secretly pulling a lot of strings and are involved in magic. Let me just leave it a little bit more ambiguous. Let me say yeah. some of the people in that room are of this coven mm-hmm. of witches. Mm-hmm. Is that sure. fair? Is everyone okay yeah. with that? Okay. Yeah. And we don't know. Who, yeah. We don't know and who like, the other whoever is whoever's in charge. We're not sure, yeah. but they're like. There's this definitely group. <laughs> like the camera sees, you know, everyone else is silhouetted. We see two mm-hmm. or three figures of this coven and that's all. Sure. Great. Sam, you're up. All right. Oh, it's an eight. An eight. Second eight. The news is dramatic and tensions are high. <laughs> <laughs> what is the news? How is this reaction physicalized in space? Damn, I, I like wish I, we'd fucking saved that's all right. <laughs> yeah. if I'd known that's we were going right. to draw this card. Oh, I mean, I have to go with that news. It's the video. It's Keely's video, I feel like, right? Yeah. And Is this So maybe was that the first one then? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the thing we saw originally was the first video, and this is the, like, this is the, like, reveal. The big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's what that is. And I think... Because in our little town of Norfolk, so many people were already freaked out because of this assassination, murder, whatever you want to call it, uh, Mm -hmm. happened. I think that there are less people in the streets in general. It's like that the community hasn't been able to meet up. And I think that people aren't really tending to the community garden right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they are so overwhelmed with this world changing news. Yeah. I mean, the community garden falls into disarray and that the real estate developers are like, see, we fucking told you we knew this would happen. We knew this would turn into a fucking empty lot full of weeds. Mm -hmm. Like we told you this would happen. And like, I think there are people from Norfolk who are like, maybe they were right. Mm-hmm. Very a, a mm-hmm. garden is very symbolic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Six, our third. Oh, wow, three sixes, huh? <laughs> Something small but noticeable is destroyed. What was it, and who or what destroyed it? The art. The art is like in one night. 
a team of people with like white spray paint cans just are like walk through the town. I mean, we see them just like walking through the town, just like spraying paint on top of the art, like over the in, the entire town. Uh, there is not a single piece of that art left by morning. I hate that. Damn, that's scary. <laughs> no. I love that, but I also I hate that. That is a night we remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Also, to be clear, it is very clearly a threat. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it is like a we're going to get rid of this, and don't you dare put it back. I've drawn the Ace of Hearts. Second Ace question: It is time to plant the seedlings. What are the seedlings, and where are they planted? What is the harvest that is hoped for? Hmm. I think I'm going to discover something. Oh, cool. Uh, the focus situation. Cool. Focus situation and discover something. This is a chance to name a fact that enters the world whole cloth. Maybe a teenager unearths some strange old artifact or a chemist synthesizes a new periodic element or a water main breaks in the street. Do not add details to past events. This is a discovery that is happening right now. Narrate what was discovered and why it is important. Uh, the youngest child of that family that just moved into the city. And I, I would say youngest, like this is maybe like uh, 13-ish year old, like old enough to like, I guess go out into the city with a group of friends, but it's still dangerous or whatever. Like uh, I think that they were out at the, um, the, the divot um, and a stone flew up from out of it and landed at their feet and they picked it up and took it home and have yet to figure out anything more about it. But they had this experience at the divot one night. Um, and I don't know what that means. That family left, right? And we can't see them while they're in the city. That is one of the express rules of this game is that we do not leave our frame Mm -hmm. except in the way that William did it by spending a card. So is this like that kid... Because they go to school in the city now, too. We decided that high school... Yeah, this is like that kid took a trip back into into Norfolk and had this supernatural experience that people had never That's seen before. That's fucking cool, and I love it. Okay, William. Nine. Our first nine. Mm. What do people eat and drink here? What is considered traditional? Oh, I love this. Actually, see, I was saying when I first when I was immediately when I read this, I was like, I'm probably just going to spend this for like a focus situation. But I love the idea that like there it's all like health drinks now. It's yeah. like they're getting like <sighs> inundated with all of this, oh, man. you know, these health craze sort of things. It's like green drink, green drink and um it's fucking diet shakes, energize, and like protein powder, yeah, alfalfa green sprout, drink and ener- energize. There's like uh, much like uh, these the white paint that like covered all the art. There are these like plain white billboards now, and like stuff that's like getting plastered to the side of buildings. That's just a white billboard with a, a bottled beverage in the middle of it that just says like green drink and like energize and and stuff like that. And yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But like (laughs) traditionally, you know, the, the drinks were, whether it be like alcoholic or non-alcoholic, that kind of thing, they would, people would go to the, the stinky walrus when it was still called that, that was like a more of a communal space kind of thing. I think of the, the beverages more of like an aspect of community, you know, but now there's, I like vending machines on a street corner. 
or that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and, and the beverages yeah. are no longer localized in a sense, like where it brings people together. It's like with the streets being vacant and with, with the way that everything is going, it's just a further thing. Like, Oh, I don't have to go down to the, the pub to get a drink. I can just go to like second and in Maine and just hit F2 and I can get an, an energized green beverage and, and just like take it back home. Visible convenience everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, Sam. Three. Second three. What do people in our place argue about for fun, whether at the bar in the square or in other social spaces? Or you can do a focus situation if you want to. Yeah, actually, I think I am going to do a focus situation. I'm going to throw okay. a party. Yeah. I was oh, hoping finally. we could use okay. a party. Yeah, we could use a party. That's true. The player describes the situation of the party. A birthday, a ball, a festival in the street, the spring when the flowers all bloom. And every player picks an invent or invents a character or thing that attends. Role play or narrate as these characters, chatting idly, dancing, having cake, or merely existing in splendor. Topics of the larger story or situation may come up in these conversations, but do not act on the big things in any tangible way at the party. They are just a topic of gossip for a good day. I am a werewolf. I'm a werewolf, and I'm in werewolf form. I'm a city liaison. <laughs> I'm a limo driver who is pretty sure no one else is going to be arriving. So I've donned on regular clothing and I'm just kind of milling around trying to see what everyone's doing in here. Uh, I'm the youngest mom in the mom tree. Mm. What are you doing here? You, you city people aren't uh, supposed to come to these parties. Oh, well, yeah, but I... I this is kind of a community I thing. know, and that's why, that's why I'm here. I just love it. Let me tell you, first off... Community is actually like the thing that I'm most focused on. I'm kind of a new hire. I'm not really a part of the city, you know, planning stuff or whatever. They have genuinely just brought me in to help bridge that gap because obviously, you know, things have been going kind of awry. And I just want to make sure that you all can be represented, you know? They hired you to. Re- Wait, they got someone to represent us? Why don't they... Wait, are you... Do you live in the city? Or do you live in Norfolk? I, I'm not from either place. You know, I got brought in so I can be, tr- I can be truly hire. impartial. I have no stake in, you know, the capital T, capital C city. And I have little stake in, in Norfolk, and that's why I'm coming here to... But why would they hire you? For, like, wouldn't they... Why would they not hire one of us? Oh, well, to represent it's ourselves. Biases, you know, it's just biases. You got. We're biased about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, if you can't see it, I, this is a party, though, aren't we supposed to be partying? Isn't? Yeah, come on, we don't need to talk business all the time. Uh, the limo yeah. driver right. watches a couple who has clearly been together for long enough to be having the same argument over and over and over again uh, in a corner, just having a horrible, horrible time. This interaction ends as uh, the one of them throws the glass of drink in the other's face and storms off, only to be followed by <gasps> the one chasing them down out of the uh, the place. And the limo driver just sort of like smiles and looks around for uh, something else more interesting or tragic to happen here. I think I am in this conversation between the werewolf and the city representative, just holding a glass of wine. The the mom is just watching and observing with a, just a stank face. 
Well, you know, like, it's like... You know, if you... No, please, you go. You go. I People from the city who are, like, representing, they they talk too much, if you ask me. I mean, like, they don't they do not do a good job of listening. They they just yeah, they just do. don't do a good job of just like keeping it down for like one second, you know, to let uh-huh. you all just get a word in because there's so much that uh-huh. you have and to say. There's so much that you you right, could bring to the table, and that's really like what my position is. You know, we're all here partying, we're all here having a good time, and I'm just here to hear what what you say because right. uh, there and are so, so many things that are good shut to- up. Oh uh, the limo driver comes over and just like perches up at a corner leaning against the wall but obviously staring and listening at this conversation um if you wanted to get to know the community you should start by talking to her and he points at your character sam she's she's listen if there's anyone that represents the community it's the moms and let me tell you they they're fucking pissed by a lot of whoa. the decisions the city's been okay making lately the, the fucking high school all right all right. People are mad hey. that there's no fucking high school here anymore. Hey, here, here. Listen, okay. I I completely understand. And and you know what? I have heard I've heard about, you know, I've heard about the moms. <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely want to get connected. I you know, I take I'm I'm kind of a wino myself. I mean, like if you have some gatherings you'd like to invite me to, I'd love to get a little bit more. Oh honey, we do not need your help. That's Right. I don't think we take care of our own here, which is admirable. And that's actually something I would like to um, emphasize. You're not one of us, though. Well connected. That's really the point, though, isn't it? Isn't it? See, wouldn't it be perfect to have like a true neutral liaison, someone who who can get across like your who pays you, who pays who. Who pays your bills? Listen, it's a party. We don't have to get into this. Who pays your bills? Just tell me who pays your bills. I'm paid by an independent contractor, and it's I I signed an NDA, so I really can't get into it. I'm sorry, but I promise. So you work for the city. I promise my money does not. Hey, Uh, hey, they work for the city. um, Can we get them out of here? As this is happening, the limo driver walks up and puts a very firm hand on the the, the city leader's on shoulder um, and just says, you're not going to be safe here for much longer. This is not a threat, just an observation. Uh, and the city the liaison actually, like, swipes your hand off of her and, like, mm. turns towards you. And for a second, you see her eyes, like, black over. And, like, only you see this. Hmm. And she just, like, stops look- and looks at you and says, do not touch me. Understood. And then she turns back to the others and goes, all right, you know what? I I understand it's going to take some time. I will see myself out. I see that I am becoming a bit of a, a, an issue. Yeah, here. Jamison, get her out of here. Going, I'm leaving, but I would love to open the floor, maybe a suggestion box or something. Somewhere. Yeah, 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 sweeter. Later. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, I will see you all around. <laughs> And uh, truly, you do not have a choice. So I would love to work with you. I would love to work with mm-hmm. you. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, should we hurt. draw the final 10 and just move a few days? <laughs> Whose yeah. birthday was that? I think so. <laughs> Whose birthday? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no. Here's the thing. It was the birthday of the heir who got assassinated. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. No, that would have been a very somber occasion, probably. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, maybe it was the it was the birthday of what if what if it was the limo driver's birthday? <laughs> yeah, and he was waiting for someone to notice. <laughs> it was not a party for his birthday, oh, but it was a party on his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. So I am I am gonna draw the final ten here. When the fourth ten card is drawn, the game is over. No matter the number of cards left in the pile or the stories that are in motion, our window has fogged and the clarity of vision we had into our place is lost to us. It may feel sudden, but in truth, there is never a clean exit. Places go on forever, building narrative by their mere existence. However, just because we cannot know for certain what takes place after the window of our game does not mean that we cannot make some conjectures. After all, this is a game about long traces over time. By watching our place with such attention, maybe we have learned to predict what could come to pass. As a group, without cards, decide on the following. What happens tomorrow in our place? Who wakes up? Does anyone? What do they see? And what is the feeling they get from the world? Can I make a suggestion? Please. A character I have been desperately wanting to introduce is a radio DJ. (laughs) Yeah. Is there a radio DJ that, like... Like does like a local station, yes, and like everybody has their alarm, like radio FM alarm clock, like tuned to the, to that station, and so everyone wakes up to this like this like announcement from this radio uh, DJ. Is this a character you have sort of developed uh, a bit? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can I, is, does it fit in for your character that their show has been off the air officially for a while? And is about to come sure, back tomorrow. Yeah. Like I imagine, like oh yeah, I'm talking like it was over. It ended. It had a finale. It was beautiful. What if they used to run it from the high school? Oh, oh, oh that's good. and they haven't. Yeah. They they were a student. They were a student it. at the high school. Oh. Yeah, and they like ran it from the high school, and then they haven't been able to like. They graduated right as the school was closing, and they haven't been able to like figure out a way to start the show up again. How do you feel about it being like a pirate radio kind of thing? Where it's like, love it, great. Uh, then, if people are okay, I have a suggestion. People wake up to this, like, just like getting picked up in their house, like, <laughs> and th- yeah. and the first thing they're hearing is that like DJ, this disc jockey that they used to to listen to, that you know whatever whatever the radio show was about in the past or whatever they hear that there is uh there are two sold signs that were placed overnight one at the stinky walrus and the other at the community garden i fucking love it we do need to roll the die for how many days that has been yeah let me roll it has only been three days. Cool. It's been three days since the party. So, and then the next morning, this will happen. Yeah. The community gardens were sold so fast. God, I mean, I'm I'm seeing this bureaucratic nightmare where because it was made a garden, now it's property, so it can be purchased. So, if it had yeah. succeeded, it would have been good. But now it's like another weapon for them. Jonas, do your yeah. outro real Hi. quick. Hi. My name is Jonas Newhouse. You can find me on Twitter at Jonas Newhouse most of the time. I'm in the band Glass Beach, which William is also in. And we're across everything as at Glass Beach Band. We make good music that you will like. Everyone, this was great. Uh, My name is Sam. You can find me at Massey Pixel. Have a good one. Hello, I'm William. 
And uh, this has been fun. Thank you so much, Sam. And I can be found on the internet at K. William White. And I am also in Glass Beach, as Jonas said. We, by now that you are hearing this, it will probably have been out for a while, but we did do a side project with uh, Mike Bachman at the Mike Bachman. Mm. Uh, and he is in the podcast Greetings Adventurers, which is at D&D Podcast on Twitter. It's a long running. It is currently the longest running D&D podcast in existence. Uh, there are other podcasts wow. that started as D&D podcasts that are that are longer, that have gone longer, but they have switched systems. This is the longest running D&D podcast that is still like a D&D podcast. It's called Greetings Adventures. It used to be called Drunks and Dragons. It's very good. I love it very much. We got to do that. And we, we made an album together with Mike Bachman. And that's out. It's called Roll for Streetwise. Our project together is called Roll for Streetwise. So it's a self-titled album. And it's five songs. And it's really beautiful and wonderful. And it's about D&D. And some of the songs you don't need to have listened to the podcast uh, Greetings Adventurers to understand at all. And then some of them are still good songs that you could probably enjoy that would be greater uh, and more sentimental to you if you know things about the show and the characters and the players. So that's something that we've done. And I do some other stuff. I make music videos and things. And so you can just check that stuff out. And yeah, I have been Sam Richardson. You can find me on Twitter at Laggardson, L-A-G-G-A-R-D-S-O-N. You can find this game, which is called The Ground Itself, on Everest Pipkins Itch.io. You can put it in the show notes too, right? Yeah, I can put it in the show notes. I will definitely put it there. It's an amazing game. You should go purchase it for full price or more and play it because it rules. I've played it four or five times now, and I absolutely love it. Every time it produces some like incredible stories, including the ones that we played out tonight. If you enjoyed this podcast, go buy it. And also go back and listen to our first season, uh, Pest Control, which I think is really special and wonderful and which will give you a lot of context for what is to come after this. Since this is a podcast, I would like to request that people rate the podcast and, you know, five stars wherever you listen to podcasts, you can rate on Spotify now. So if you listen on that streaming platform, that's also an option. Uh, Please share it with your friends. It is, uh, I've heard very important that within the first couple episodes of a new show that those specifically get like their numbers run up a little bit so that the algorithms can send it out to other people. So I would appreciate that personally. We, we put a lot of effort into the first season, which I agree. I encourage you to go back and listen to the characters in the story and everything that we, we were able to do with Sam at the helm was amazing. And some of the best storytelling I think I've done in my life. And I'm a writer and a filmmaker. So it was it was a big deal for all of us. And that's why we wanted to make our return. So please check that out. Please rate and share us with your friends. And thank you so much. <laughs>